Hi, I'm Amanda McClooney. And I'm April Klimkevich, and this is Her Step Forward, where we share stories from women who step up, step out, and step forward into careers and lives they love. As a product manager, Priya Jain is passionate about leveraging technology and data to empower people. She has spent most of her career working for fintech companies because she believes that any solution that helps reduce financial anxiety is worth pursuing. Born and raised in India, she moved to the U.S. to do her master's in chemical engineering at the University of California, San Diego. After spending six years in San Diego for one of the pioneer big data companies, she moved to France to do her MBA and has since lived and worked in four different cities around the world. Priya attributes her own personal and professional growth to having a supportive family and great mentors and tries to give back by mentoring women in technology when possible. Most recently, she co-founded Tales on Silk, a home decor brand inspired by Indian art forms. When she's not working, she's generally planning her next getaway or testing out a new recipe. Welcome, Priya. We're so happy you could join us today. Thank you, April Amanda. I'm so glad to join you guys on this podcast. We're glad (laughs) too. So for our listeners, Priya married my cousin, so that makes her my cousin's sister, which is an Indian term of endearment. So Priya, you studied business in France and have worked all over the world, mostly in technology startups. Can you tell us how you decided to work in tech and pursue product management? Yeah, April, that's an interesting question. And, you know, if I think about my career choices, early career, it was all by elimination. I did engineering because I did not like biology. And in India, you sort of, you know, if you're good at studies, you choose medicine or engineering. So that's how I did engineering. But as I, you know, started making more choices about what I want to do next, technology seems something that it's making lives of people easier. We all use it and subconsciously we don't even realize how much easier life today is because of technology. So that's kind of what gravitated me towards tech. And actually the way product management happened to me was by chance. Uh, After business school, I took the traditional route of doing management consulting, but I did not really enjoy consulting so much because I was giving advice to a lot of my clients, but never following it through to see through execution, right? So then I wanted to move back to tech. And as I was talking to one of the recruiters and explaining that I have experience in technology and especially data and analytics, The recruiter suggested, why don't you talk to our VP of product and see if that's something you would be interested in. And that's how my first product management job happened. I talked to her and I really found the opportunity very exciting because I'm still working with engineers, scoping out projects, but now I can also apply my business school skills in terms of defining product roadmaps and strategy And I get to see the product end-to-end. So the part that I was missing in consulting, um, I could do that now. Mm. So that's a little bit about how I got started. That's interesting that in your earlier positions, it felt like something was missing. You weren't able to see something through to completion. And so having the opportunity to see that now and to probably continue troubleshooting further along the process and making sure that the outcome is what you had hoped for that probably fulfills something that you weren't meeting before. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it was just something was missing, right? You sometimes make a suggestion. I think it happens to us in our daily lives as well, right? It's one thing about giving a suggestion and then when you see that that's either implemented or that's having a positive impact for someone, that's a very good feeling. Mhm. And I think that is for me that was missing that I was part of the suggestion but not the solution or the impact. Priya, in your bio, we talked about you've lived in different cities around the world. And I know you've lived on three out of seven of the world's continents. So can you talk to us about the driving force behind these big location moves? I mean, it can't be easy to make such drastic changes in location. Yeah. So until before I went to business school, probably the most I had moved was, yes, I did my uh, undergraduate in India and then moved to U.S., was in San Diego for six years. and i was just very content happy doing my little thing and then i decided to go to business school and from that point on when i once i stepped out of my comfort zone and went to france to do my mba i kind of just realized that there is a whole world out there and there are a lot of opportunities and there's just a lot you can learn of course professionally through your job but also by just interacting with different people uh, learning from different cultures and since then i have never limited myself to just doing one thing or you know i i try to do things that i'm passionate about and things that i believe in and less focused on the fear behind you know what if i lose a job or again as indians or as an immigrant uh, i've of course i have to think about visas and stuff but i used to be way more scared about those things before i went to business school and before i started taking more risk i just started believing in myself more that i should just focus on doing good work and not so much on location uh, and that's where my journey of different jobs started i'd not always been the sort of person who would just go around changing cities or trying new things the early part of my career i was actually mostly in san diego i took my first shift coming from india to us to do my graduate studies and then found a job and just stayed in san diego but then i think something hit me that i want to do more and i decided to go to business school but from that point on two things happened one i sort of realize that there is a big wide world out there uh, waiting to be explored second i decided to do things that i enjoy that give me fulfillment and that every problem is worth solving if if there's a mission behind something we should try to solve those problems and i decided and i took all my career moves based on just those two things and then i was fortunate enough also to find a partner who is also not scared to actually when it comes to being a global traveler rick is probably one step forward he wants to explore the world he wants to you know see different things and try new cultures so that's why the combination of two of us we just decided to go on this world tour <laughs> I love that and I'm curious to know about what you've learned during your travels and living in such culturally diverse places. So for that I have to say, you know, overall it's been 
really educational experiences but i also won't lie it's not it has not always been easy mostly the things which i consider are positives are whenever i've interacted or worked with people from different cultures it's always been a learning experience if i feel if everyone in this world starts traveling a little bit more you won't need to think about borders or walls because a lot of and i'm probably making a little bit of a political statement here <laughs> a lot of, but a lot of the walls or borders that we have are more in our minds than actually being there mm-hmm. because we all have preconceived notions of people from other places other cultures other countries but it's more about trying to get to know them mm-hmm. and then you realize that they are they're just as they're the same there are a lot of things you will find in common with everyone so in that sense that's been one of the biggest learnings i also love to cook so when through my travels so through just as the tourist or working in other places i have totally enjoyed exploring new food when it comes to i think challenges um uh, traveling is fine but when you work in a different country you are not always going to find that the work culture is the same Mm-hmm. or like for example like when i worked in singapore i i loved my time working there but it's it's more hierarchical than asia is more hierarchical than us you do have generally the management style is just much more top down so those are the things that when you work in a new country you have to be conscious about the changes in cultures changes in management style and sometimes it's been you know nice surprise and easy, easy to adapt to sometimes it's been a little challenging mhm i really am glad that you pointed out you know that people should be traveling more because it's really amazing when you go to a different place and you see that as humans we still have so much in common even though we're all from different places and different backgrounds and it's also something that like april and i always talk about that we love from our guests is that all the women we talk to have different career paths and they're from different countries and maybe they speak a different language initially but as women like we're we're so similar and we're fighting a lot of the same obstacles so i'm really glad you pointed that out because we all have so much in common mhm absolutely yeah i'm also really glad that you mentioned food because amanda <laughs> and i love food <laughs> And I know that you're a good cook. So I'm curious maybe what's uh what are a couple of your favorite things to cook? So one thing which when it comes to me and cooking uh, of course I love cooking Indian food. Um some of the things that I always enjoy is trying to recreate my mom's recipes. Mm-hmm. Things which which is like comfort food to me. I recall that we make these things called dahi vadas. They're like lentil balls and you fry them, soak them in yogurt. And when I first came to US I actually just bought a blender just so that I can make fresh dahi vadas. <laughs> <laughs> like it was over the top. My mom was like why can't you get an instant mix? And my answer to her was did you ever feed me something made with an instant mix? <laughs> <laughs> um so that's just uh, you know me and food that I I try to use fresh ingredients. definitely one of my shortcomings is sometimes i can't take a shortcut but i want you go all out so <laughs> that sometimes does uh, you know create as we'll call in product speak scope creep on my own lunch plans <laughs> so that's always uh, 
<laughs> a little bit of someone has to tell me that you know you can go a little easy here yeah <laughs> and other than indian food i just whenever wherever i am i like to learn new things and experiment one of the complaints which rick has with me is when i ask him did you like what i made is this good he's like what's the point you are never going to cook this again <laughs> <laughs> which is quite true because i'll open the fridge i'll see a few things i'll get very inspired and then i said let me try to create something 80% of the time it will be good but i will probably never make it again so recently i'm just beginning to start writing down recipes of what i make so that i can recreate things oh good <laughs> that's smart that's smart well speaking a little bit of family i know that you're an only daughter and you're also a woman who takes on leadership roles and large responsibilities so what are your thoughts on what women face in the corporate arena so i i think actually being the only daughter in my case has really served me well because i'm blessed with a very very supportive family my parents they have always had this this way of upbringing that they never discriminated between boys and girls which if an opportunity is available to my brothers it's available to me so growing up i was never told certain things like you can't do this because you are a girl it was always well if amit and sumit can do it you can do it and i got the same sort of support from my brothers as well that there's nothing that i cannot achieve or do so that's something which i think not only helped me in early career even today as you know i take risks with my roles i there's two things that i have one i've grown up knowing if i put my head to something i can do it second with my family being so supportive and i'm also fortunate to have rick who's very supportive of all my decisions so there's always this cushion that even if i do something wrong i have a lot of people who believe in me and who support me mhm right and i think especially for women in tech some of these things just come from how you know the kind of opportunities we got and the kind of opportunities we get in the workplace mhm i interestingly if i you know look back at my career i've had more women managers than men that's surprising which is, which is rare in tech right yes. mm-hmm. i've had more women who've been my manager and i've had some very very good women managers who have also been my mentors mhm which is huge i think i've known what success for a woman in tech can look like When I used to work at Fico, I had my manager who was a woman and her manager was a woman and her manager was a woman. Wow. That's very rare. You were <laughs> I think very And this lucky. is this exactly. And all of these women were amazing and even today when I sometimes try to emulate what kind of a leader do I want to be, it's a lot like all these women. They are they were all very protective about their teams and groups but not in a very aggressive way. in a way that they're always trying to figure out what is your strength what are you good at and we are going to try to help you shape your career in a way that you can use your strengths um so i think that's that's just something i have been fortunate with and that's why i really also always want to try to help 
and mentor other women around me whenever I'm presented with an opportunity. Um, but I think one of the challenges that uh, women face in tech, especially, is just the lack of these mentors. Mm-hmm. And that's why, as women, I feel what we can do for each other is support each other, mentor each other, and. I also feel that we should never try to do that by alienating men. It's not women from the women. It's also men supporting women. Yes. Yeah, allies are um, so important. Allies are important. And uh, you know, I wouldn't have been where I am today if it wasn't for the men in my life. Mm-hmm. So even when you, I, this is like one thing, and I probably will have an advice section later, but one thing I do want to say that my suggestion to all women is find allies in the men at your work and to men that you know support your women not just because they are women but they are your fellow co-workers mhm mhm and i'd love to hear more about the mentors and the role models that you've been talking about is there some particular area that you found was the most useful to have mentors and role models sharing advice around? Or was there something that was pivotal for you that you learned from them? So I've had, as I said, my family and my brothers are my you know, biggest mentors. And even today, I, I reach out to them for big professional and personal advice. And they know my ins and outs, my strengths and my weaknesses, right? So they, of course, play a very important role in my life, but also professionally. But they, yeah, they don't see me how I am at work, right? Professionally, I feel my managers at FICO have had the biggest impact on me because they were my mentors, my friends. And uh, like I remember before I was going to business school, right? One of the advice that my mentor gave me that your style, you're more soft-spoken. You don't own the room when you talk, which is fine if you are doing, uh, because at that time I was doing mostly analysis work, right? I was mostly desk-facing and not Mm people-facing. So her advice was that it's fine where you are. I've never given you this feedback but now you are going to business school. You're probably going to be in corporate arena. You're going to meet more people. Think about this. And as you grow in your career, develop your own style. And it's still work in progress. But I think advice like that have just made me more conscious. And I always look back at these nuggets of advice to grow and develop my own personal style. And the second most important piece of advice, which I got from one of my mentors at Credit Karma, is as he was giving me feedback, he said, what do you think are your best strengths? I started saying my best strengths. And then I, before, without even him asking, I said, and my weaknesses. He's like, I never asked you about your weakness. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean? You're giving me feedback. So isn't this like strengths and weakness session? He's like, no, that's where people go wrong. They focus so much on their weakness, they forget what their strengths are. Mm -hmm. And I really want you to always focus on your strengths. Weakness, of course, you have to work on them, but not at the expense of your strengths. Mm -hmm. So advice like these, uh, you know, when I take all these nuggets of important advice, they stick with me and I always try to improve. 
And then it's my brothers, some of my previous managers, who I feel I can always go back to when I'm making important life decisions or professional decisions. Mm-hmm. That's very powerful advice, those two pieces of advice. And, you know, I think you're right that most people struggle in realizing what their strengths are. It's easy for them to see what they're bad at, but they struggle in realizing that what they're good at is actually full of worth. And so, because it comes naturally to them, it's easy for them. So they're like, oh, well, yeah, that's just, yeah, of course I'm good at that, but that's just easy. Here's all the stuff that I need to work on. And I try to, um, just like your, your manager did with you when I'm working with clients, I try to help them view the things that come naturally to them, the things that are their areas of genius. And yeah, I mean, of course, know your weaknesses, be aware, but don't let that overcloud what you're good at and what you can bring to the table based on what's already easy for you. So I, I think that that's really powerful advice. And for you to to hear that and be able, like you said, you're a work in progress and we're all works in progress, but to be able to come back to these nuggets of wisdom as you, you know, work through and grow and change, it just must be so powerful, not only to carry that advice with you, but to have those people to go back to as well and bounce things off of. That's really good. Absolutely. And again, you know, as you might've noticed, I talked about my managers who were women and another manager who was a man, my brothers. When it comes to, I think, your mentors and your managers, we are all in this together. Anyone who's listening to this should seek out and find out, you know, who are the people who are invested in you, who want you to grow. Seek out such people and listen to what they have to say because they are on your side. That's great advice. Priya, we mentioned earlier that you have this fun side project called Tales on Silk. And April and I actually took some time to check out your website before we started speaking with you today. Can you tell us a little more about your project and what you're doing? Sure, would love to. (laughs) So Tales on Silk is a project that I started with my best friend from undergrad. She's an expat living in Netherlands. And of course, I live here in the U.S. And we wanted one, a creative outlet, but also Tales and Silk is our means of connecting back to our roots. What Tales and Silk is, it's an e-commerce site, plus we're also trying to make it more into a platform for Indian artists and artisans to showcase their work in form of home decor items. So we collaborate with artists to either just directly put their products online or use their designs and work with them to create a line of products. So most recently, we worked with a tribal artist in India to create a line of cushion covers, which feature his original art. Even though it's tribal, it's still very contemporary, mm-hmm. will fit into, you know, even very Western living rooms. So I would, yeah, just check it out. And anyone who's listening to this podcast can get a 15% discount by just using the discount code HERSTEPFORWARD. Oh, how wonderful. Thank you so much. Of course. And we have to agree with you. When we were browsing earlier, it does look modern, um, the art. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of it compared to the textiles and things that I personally saw in India 
this is very different than the traditional Indian art. And I think it's very cool that you're focusing on, on tribal art right now. And it, it's just very, very cool. So. Yeah. yeah. And see, this is also one of the ideas that uh, my husband Rick had when, uh, you know, when he was in India, one thing that he pointed out to me was you guys have so much art textiles in India. Why isn't someone taking it to a global scale? And uh, my dad is actually, his background is textiles. So as I started talking about it and my friend was already working on it and we both just decided that this is perfect. It gives these artists a platform. India is good at this stuff, but it is not yet out there. So we can probably take it more global. And then of course, my family has some background in this as well. So combining all those things is when you do that, you get tails and silk. Yeah. I love it. What an adventure. And it's, you know, you're helping the artists get their their art around the world, but you're also getting this awesome opportunity to learn something new for yourself. I mean, I'm sure a retail site is a brand new experience for you. Absolutely. Like I have worked on consumer internet products and, you know, of course I've worked on the technical side of building a site and what it takes to say increase conversion rates and things but doing this whole business starting from concept marketing reaching an audience all these things are so new to me and it's been quite a journey trying to figure everything out as we build this brand well that is really cool and i love that you're able to do something that connects you back to your culture and helping folks back home gain a little bit of recognition and get paid for their beautiful art and their work. And frankly, you're doing a lot right now, Priya. This is a lot. So I'm very curious, what do you do to make sure that you're able to keep coming back to yourself? So... Again, for me, coming back to myself or de-stress, things that I do just to de-stress myself or not get caught up in a lot of different things that are going on simultaneously are two things. One is it's sometimes good to travel and have a little bit of a getaway. And the other is just food and cooking. I almost feel that if I don't cook for, say, a week or something because of work, that's a very bad sign. Someone should give me a few onions and tomatoes and let me be. <laughs> <laughs> because that's just something that centers me. And probably like a lot of people will feel cooking is a chore. And I might feel the same way if I probably had to do it as a chore. Because it's just Rick and me. We do have the luxury of sometimes just saying, uh, today we are just going to do something very simple versus elaborate. Uh, so in that sense, it, it still stays uh, something which I do to get away from everything else. And I think the other thing which keeps me sane is sort of knowing what my priorities in life are. I'm a professional, but at the same time, I think I've always had this priority order. Me and my family first, and my close friends who need me, they come next and work comes after that. So just always knowing why you are doing what you're doing is very important. That framework helps me keep on coming back to 
what's important or if I'm just, you know, going through a time when I'm doing a lot, then I need an answer to why am I doing this much? Mm-hmm. And if it fits in my framework, then I know that I'm on the right path. I love this. I feel like it's gem of wisdom after gem of wisdom um, during our conversation. It's so, it's really, yeah, you're offering so much useful information. And I think Amanda and I could offer you maybe if you want to like have a little bit of a getaway and relax by cooking, please come down here and cook for us. And, you know, we, we'll be able to help yeah. you in that way. <laughs> Everyone vacations in Florida. Done, done, done. Um, April, April and I have done that together. I, I remember that uh, when I was in Florida last time, it was uh, such a joy cooking with April and her sisters. Uh, and you taught us how to make samosas and they are delicious. And uh, as Priya knows, I, I could eat Indian food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So <laughs> April and I were the only two people who had Indian breakfast in India. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was delicious. <laughs> yeah, that was a very fun trip. It was. It was. <laughs> well, Priya, wrapping up for today's episode, um, I know you've already shared some advice for our listeners, but do you have any final tips or tools or resources that you'd like to mention for women who are looking to take their next step forward? I just have one last piece of advice and maybe this is, I feel applicable probably for everyone. It's if you want to do something, you can. If you want to change careers or so, you can, but you have to, I think the only thing that stops you is you yourself. I'm the poster child of starting my career as a Linux system administrator to an analyst, to management consulting, to product management. Sure, they all can be linked a little bit, but if you want to do something, you can do it. You just have to believe that some shit will go wrong, but in the end it will be okay. That's great advice. Well, with that, we want to say thanks to everyone for joining us today. And Priya, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us. Absolutely. As always, we're looking forward to sharing more stories soon. In the meantime, check out our website at herstepforward.com or follow us on Instagram at herstepforward for all the latest updates. If you'd like to reach out to us, shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at info at herstepforward.com. See you next time.